Hey, hey, good bitches, and welcome to this week's episode of Good Bitch. I'm Jules Rangihewe. And I'm Jodie Clark, and we're just two good bitches trying to live good lives. Today, we have our favourite boss bitch, Jade Spooner in the house. Hey. Co-founder of the multi-million dollar nutrition app, Equolution. Jade, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been a long time coming. I'm very excited to finally be on. We're so excited to have you. Look, we got to address the elephant in the room before we start. The last time we were together in one room, (laughs) we had the biggest night of our lives. We had a little sense, didn't we? And that was, I'd actually not had a a night like that in so long. So we gave it a nudge. It was a good one. Oh, I think I ended up, GBs, I ended up (laughs) vomiting all over Jade's beautiful house. Jade's was down the hall doing Jade's. What do you mean? I was just having a couple of quiets. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was just having a couple of quiets with a friend. I don't know where you guys were. And you know what? Everyone's going to think that we were, you know, the trashiest, which actually we were. But (laughs) what you don't know, GBs and world, is Jade Spoon over here is an absolute turbo. So it got to 4 a.m. and it was just Jade and I like staring at each other. And Jade's like, okay, Jules, we've got to amp up. We've got to ramp it up now. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, where's the champers? Literally. So she goes, Jade goes, let's go one for one. Let's go one champagne, one wine, one champagne. And I was like, you know what? It wasn't even my fault that I vomited all over your house. And we were rapping as well. Don't you remember, no. Jules? We were rapping. We oh, went, it was, there was all sorts. Look, I, I take a big night like that. It's an opportunity for a performance and it doesn't – and because of the infrequency, I just reckon if you've, if you've, you know, put the night aside for a good one, let it be a good one. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's a it's, – it's definitely a blur to me. Like, I, I don't know her. <laughs> who is she? Who is she? I don't know her. How are you going in lockdown, doll? Oh, doll, I'm good. I, I love these um, times for personal reasons, but obviously I feel and empathise empathize with um, people that are obviously not having the same experience. Mm. But for me personally, I've got a little bit of an introvert side to me. Um, it's a real knuckle-down hustle time for me in like my business and career sort of ventures. So it's it's working in alignment with that. But, yeah, on the flip side, I mean, miss my family, miss my friends, miss mm. the connections, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, and very sad for obviously the people that are affected um, personally and, and in business and whatnot as well. Yeah, it's so heartbreaking. I can't, I can't watch the news anymore, hey? Mm. I so don't, you know. Mm. Like you're the energy that you let in, I guess, at the end of the day. And I just think, you know, some people like to keep on top of it and be informed. Kudos to them. I personally, I just, I can't let it in, you know. I'll I'll go with the flow and be updated as things, you know, arise that are like super important, but I, I won't be on the news every day either. It's just not healthy. I don't feel for me. Mm, yeah, I'm I've, been, I've been the same. I've just been dipping out. Mm. Yeah. On that note, we're going to just jump straight into the interview. Let's dive. Are you ready, Jay? Are you ready? I'm ready. It's funny because I usually do do like a lot of business uh, potties and whatnot, and this will be a bit different. So I'm excited to, you know. I said to you guys, I said, you know, go anywhere. I don't mind. Yeah. So well, it, I'm excited to do that. It'll be a mixture. <laughs> me and Jade, me and Jade, me and Jade are looking at each other very slyly that, you know, you know, the uh, the routine. We're going to start off a couple of serious and then we'll get into our GB ways. So Jade Spooner, we start our interviews off with the same question. What is your love language? Time. Spending time. Yeah, spending time. time. Quality time is is huge for me. I think I'm sort of in a position where 
gifts and acts of service are not really sort of significant for me. Um, but I just, I really appreciate time. It's a currency for me and it's one that's quite scarce. So when I receive that back, I, I have a, an appreciation for it. I mean, I wouldn't say no to a gift. <laughs> <laughs> are you the so same that- in relationships? Uh, yeah, the same in relationships. Can I be totally honest with you? Like my my first relationship when I was much younger was a total of nine years. Mm. Um, and that was from when I was like 14 to 23. And he was from a Lebanese background and he just used to treat me like an absolute princess. I'm talking acts of service. I'm talking gifts. I'm talking, you know, and um, it really groomed me for um, what I probably would never see ever again. Wow. <laughs> because I've, I've honestly, I've not really been, um, yeah, like sort of like, yeah, drowned in that sort of stuff since. And I think that's part of maybe the business side in me. You know, you give up a little bit of staunchness and Mm. it doesn't necessarily welcome a lot of that. Um, So, it's, I mean, it's always nice, but ultimately it's not something that comes around the corner for me. I mean, since then, Jade, your achievements at 28, you're 28, right? I just turned 29, but you can leave it at I thought I thought it's an awkward one, don't you guys reckon? I thought I saw um, that you just celebrated a, a birthday. Um, well, look, even at twenty nine, you twenty nine, you old bag, your <laughs> your achievements are incredible. Can you give our GBs just a little spiel of your journey to starting Equolution and just your your life uh, up until this point? Yeah, well, it was funny because when um, when Jules go. Uh, contacted me last night and said, you know, here's the rundown, blah, blah, are you okay with everything? I said, look, everything's fine. Just in a nutshell, though, great at business, terrible at relationships. <laughs> so that's me. That's me in a nutshell. Um, but, yeah, essentially about seven years ago, um, my business partner, Amal, and I, we were fitness models and we ate chicken and broccoli to get ourselves to stage. And when, when we got there, we were pretty unhappy with what we'd achieved. You know, we thought we'd done everything by the bodybuilding rule book and we still didn't look to what we thought was our full potential. And so we started to ask questions. We did research. We became super educated on the science of nutrition and actually mm. learned that there was a whole other world out there. So food wasn't the good and bad that we thought it was. It was rather, you know, scientific based and each person required a different uh, macronutrient intake to lose weight, which meant that you could sort of have your cake and eat it too. So upon sort of those findings, we made it, I guess, a very, very long story short, our lifelong mission to um, be able to show people, you know, what they what they need to eat to achieve results. But in conjunction with that, they can have a better relationship with food and they can enjoy food and not have to restrict and, and you know, suppress the, the things they love. We're working at Google uh, when we were, when we were competing and um, we had Equolution as like a bit of a side hustle. So we're just writing meal plans for people, flexible dieting meal plans. Um, and then one day we made the brave choice to quit our full-time jobs at Google. We took a one-way ticket to Silicon Valley to build an app. And yeah, seven years later, we've got about 20, 20 odd staff. Um, we've got the app, <laughs> which is great. And yeah, it's been a, it's been a real roller coaster. I oh mean, my, and it's so shocking that you're only, you're still in your twenties. We made Forbes 30 under 30 and I literally, my, my dad even said, you just scraped in there, darling, you just scraped in. I'm like, I know, I nearly let us both down. Yeah, well, is that a thing? Because you achieve so much, you know, when you have your family dinners, your family roasts on Sunday, does no one bat, bat an eyelid anymore to your achievements? Um, oh, my dynamic on that front with my family is quite funny. I'm from the if, any Sydney siders that know 
I'm from the Shire in a little more refined Menai. So I'm sort of like a bit of a hood rat. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing fancy about the Spooner family. Um, and, you know, as a result of that, I've kind of stayed pretty grounded throughout the whole journey. So my family have obviously benefited in the sense that, you know, you can throw a lavish party or pay for dinners or buy mm-hmm. nice gifts for birthdays and whatnot. But when I show up to family gigs, I'm just still just Jade and they don't really, you know, we don't talk about money. My family's actually genuinely like not interested in in that kind of stuff until probably I sign them a check for something one day. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever sell a company and they all get houses or something. <laughs> then the, their interest suddenly uh, goes up then, doesn't it? <laughs> now you start you started Equolution so young, obviously with your with your bestie at the time. Is it? It's it's hard enough. We we feel that it's just hard enough navigating just life in your twenties during those pivotal sort of self discovery years. How did you find juggling both your personal life and your business during that time? I I didn't do it well. It wasn't something that came naturally to me. I think I've gotten better with it over the years. Mm. However, I think there was a lot of years of just full force and uh, total application to the workspace. And I think like as a result, you know, there were times where I didn't see my family for long periods of time, didn't go to social things, was okay to say no, but like genuinely keyword to that is I was okay to say it. Mm. And I think that's what I tried to shift you know, getting a little more older and mature is that, um, you know, it's not just me that I have to think about, you know, people also want to enjoy my company, my presence at things. And, and, you know, it's important to be around for family things. And it's important to be around for milestones and friends events and whatnot. And even though sometimes the work's important, the work can wait, but sometimes those things can't. So I've definitely gotten better with it over the years, but there was certainly a very lonely stage. And even to this day, you know, like I've had a, a big shift in the last couple of months um, and taken on a lot more than than my usual load. And I'm head down, bum up, and you do find like your life can go from zero to 100 real quick and you can all of a sudden like blink and weeks have passed and you haven't seen anyone. So mm. it's quite normal in the business space to to not be able to, you know, get the art of juggling down to a to a perfect craft. Mm. Now, were you and Amal, you already knew each other before going into business, hey? Because for me, this is such, I know with just Jodes and I, the one thing we've learned is, you know, like, you know, you have the end vision and everything and you're like, okay, let's just do this together. But you don't realise how much you really have to learn about the other person during that time. Like we had no idea how much, like we can, we just have to pick up each other's energy and we have to trust that. Uh, did you guys find that as, as well? It's definitely had its like highs and, and lows, you know, and, and taken its toll on the relationship in different respects. There's times where you're just so solid because things are so tough and no one really else understands. Mm. So there's times where it's just you two and you really feel like it's you two against the world. You know, I remember even, you know, in the early days when we decided to do this, you know, we quit our full-time jobs at Google. We, I was doing a law degree and I was doing a business degree, deferred those two degrees and to tell the normal person that they think you're crazy, you know? So there's a lot of people that aren't on board with your idea, but you and this other person share this common vision and that makes you so strong as, as a, as a duo. And that really helps with the dynamic. But then obviously there's, you know, there's other times as well where, you know, people thrive at different times in the business and someone's, you know, experiencing, you know, their high, high and they're in their comfort zone and they're thriving and they're loving it. And the other person might be, you know, wishing things were different. You know, that happened at different points for Amal and I remember, a couple of years back when we turned tech, my job essentially got made redundant. <laughs> so there was, I, I had to kind of like relearn my place in 
the digital marketing space because a lot of what I was doing was just very like mechanical and and it was very manual on the coaching side of things with the clients. I was very involved in customer customer journey and um, also customer service as well. So when my job kind of got made a little bit redundant and I was kind of like relearning, I was also very lost at the mm. same time. Like, and I went through a stage where I thought, you know, the success factors probably happened. Like we could say, you know, five years ago, we looked at this and, and said, this is where we're going to be. We would be proud, so, so proud, but it didn't feel full. It dipped to me. There was like a lot of emptiness. And I think that was sort of, for me, the start of like my, um, without sounding too woo-woo, but I know we love that. Um, it was the start of like my spiritual journey probably. It was sort of like that other side of life. It's like, okay, you can achieve and you can set goals and you can kick them, but there's also this being that needs to be kind of like discovered almost. And I had that at a different stage to Amal. So I was sort of asking questions and Amal's going, are you mad? We're doing fantastic, mm-hmm. you know? So there was times where, you know, we were always in alignment and then there were times where we weren't. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're still business partners. Mm. So the the relationship always needs to be prioritised. Now, our next question, actually, you've almost answered it. So we absolutely love your podcast. It's so refreshing how raw you are about the struggles of business. Uh, One of the things that really stood out for us was your confession that once you guys really took off and you could afford all of life's luxuries, you personally, Jade, you couldn't feel the success Can you talk us through that period? Yeah, um, that was sort of like, you know, just going back to what I was saying before, it was kind of like you, Amal and I never did this for success or fame or fortune or anything like that. We genuinely, from the moment we found out or became educated, I guess you could say, on nutrition and that people didn't have to restrict and girls didn't have to, you know, do head miles on what they were going to eat for the day and miss out on foods they Mm. love and not go to social events. And, you know, eating disorders could be healed with a better relationship with food. As soon as we came in contact with that, we were like, it is our mission to share this with the world. And and there was no dollar figure mentioned mm-hmm. in, in that in that conversation. You know, we we did actually all the things that you probably shouldn't do if you were money orientated, you know, quit the, the secure job and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it was never about the money. But then obviously when you have a big vision, like it's it's a it's part and parcel with success. You know, you don't have a really successful company or, you know, something that people are loving without on the flip side, you know, profiting from it. So Coming into contact with, I guess you could say, the rewards of all that, I just, I honestly just thought it would feel so different. Like I had in my mind that, you know, that financial freedom and being able to enjoy life in a way that I never grew up, you know, with that sort of um, lifestyle at hand, I just thought it would feel really different and I just didn't get a sense of fulfillment. And then I think all the realities of being kind of like in my late 20s and being single and, you know, not having like a partner and whatnot, I think that kind of started to be thought of when I hadn't really thought about it before. And then I think I established that that was like a super important thing for me in my life. Like I don't, Mm. I don't want to be a single entrepreneur. Like I, I want to do this because one day, you know, I hope that, you know, my daughter looks at me and she's proud of me and I have a partner that, that comes to events and like claps for me when I get an award and stuff like that's important to me. And I think at, at different points in the journey, especially when it, that we were in the heat of success. So obviously giving it our everything that felt so far away, actually, to be honest with you, even still, it feels very far away. Like, yeah. 
I guess you were working so hard you didn't even have time to look up and kind of um, distinguish what you really wanted, you know, what your core values were. And you guys know what it's like to do what you love. Like it's Mm. fucking fulfilling. Like it's Mm. so – it feels – like so much of your cup like mm-hmm. I could honestly go to work every day and not cry of you know unfulfillment at home at night like I genuinely feel full so mm-hmm. it's hard to then think about what you're missing out on when you do get so much out mm-hmm. of it but yeah it's it's obviously it was like a, a sore point in the journey. <laughs> Jade as you've mentioned we we know you're a, we know you're one of us you're a woo-woo bitch through and through Huge on manifestation, you know, you've, you've spoken on your podcast about psychics and whatnot. Um, how do you incorporate your spirituality alongside your multi-million dollar empire? Like, does does gut feel, does your spiritual side uh, play into your business decisions? A hundred percent. I think it 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 has been my compass the whole time, you know. Mm. My business partner, Amal, is really data-driven. So, she's really like, what do the numbers say? And I'm like, eh. What do you feel? Sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like someone else I know. That's me Jules. in the relationship. You know what? A lot of your stories, I'm the Amal, like the very yeah. desensitized, like very facts of facts and no and like no emotion. Yeah. That that duo, well, yeah. we can relate. I'm the I'm the feeling Jade. Yeah, it's a good yin and yang though. Yeah. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it off at all. But I just think it at times like you know, when you're thinking about will this work, will this not work, I think there, there are times that you need to draw upon that uh, that gut instinct. And even, you know, even down to like the, the finer things like hiring, for example. Like I don't look at a resume. As soon as they walk through the door though, I'll get a feeling and I'll be like, yeah. that's it. Mm. That's me. <laughs> and, yeah, and the resume could say one thing, but if, you know, she's got this vibe and this energy and I can see, you know, um, like a culture fit and if I can see that there's like a hunger and a drive to be part of, you know, the company and something bigger, like hired, tick, you know, doesn't matter really what the resume says. Before you say any more, we're going to park that there because that actually touches on our listener question. Yeah. So we don't want you to spill any more. Jade, I've got one more serious question before we go into the GB, the GB nasty stuff. Uh, one of the things you've previously brought up is uh, you've got this great manifestation story, which I actually love and I get emotional thinking about because I'm so happy for you as one of your friends, is that you and Amal used to jump in the car and drive into the eastern suburbs and be, maybe Vaucluse. So for those who aren't Sydney-based, one of the most richest suburbs in Bo- Australia. Bougie. In Australia, yeah. yeah. And you would sit outside of these houses and envision that one day you're going to live there. And I, I'm about to get emotional I'm like do you still do that at your level do you still envision like that yeah I literally honestly if there's something that I want it's become less like stuff related these days and it's more like you know set conquer achieve type thing in the in the sense of like a doing sort of thing like my goal now would be I see I houses are just not even on the radar I'm just like business business other business you know no sleep um so yeah like that's kind of like what I think of now when I think of like goals and even just you know family and love and like I literally have like an image of like me and kids like Mm -hmm. I have it's there so yeah a hundred percent and if and if there's any sort of reality touching point of it you know if that if you know you want an office or something like that go drive by it the house that I'm in now I I used to drive by it when it was when it had scaffolds all around it and I at that time I honestly like it was a it was probably a year and a half before I got it and I don't think I could have been able to afford it then and I honestly used to drive past all the time and want that 
that unit, like that exact unit. I feel wow. like I remember you you telling us this story in person. Yeah. Are you a bit psychic? Yeah. And yeah, I, and yeah, so I, I can pick tune. that energy yeah, up. Yeah, she's definitely in tune. Yeah. And a, and a psychic has actually said before in a reading, she's fantastic. She's amazing. And she, she, she said, you know, because you're psychic and like said it as if like, yeah. We didn't even have to talk about it. It was, yeah, it was really funny. I think psych- I can't see the future or anything mm-hmm. like that, but there's this intuition that yeah. energetically, depending on where you're at in your life, like if you're happy or if you're, you know, disconnected from yourself and whatnot, it can be so strong at times. Mm. Yeah, we're the same. Mm-hmm. Like we just have so that deep feeling intuition. Yeah. You, just, you just know what the move is. Yeah, you know that scene on Bride's you know. Age where she's like, you just communicate with just the look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with myself it's like yeah 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 100% all right my girl I've got to drag it back to this relationship talk now these are your words not ours amazing at doing business shit at relationships Jade uh, we're going to need you to elaborate give us your relationship history there's not heaps of history in Mm. fairness to me (laughs) um (laughs) Yeah, look, I, I spent a long time in a relationship, obviously. You've, you've, I've mentioned a little snapshot of like a good almost decade in my mm. earliest years and whatnot. And we were like, we were young, so we were like on and off, you know. Mm. And when we're off, maybe I had a party patch or something in between, like mm-hmm. whatever. But then after that, I had a two-year one, which was like, you know how they say you fall in love three times? Three times. Like you experience mm. love three times and the second mm. one is always like hardcore toxic. Like mm-hmm. that was hardcore toxic. Was the sex lit though? Not real. I didn't enjoy sex until like literally probably 12 months ago. When did you start <laughs> masturbating? Because normally they go hand in hand once you discover self-pleasure. Yeah, pretty like not old, like young, like mm-hmm. teenager, but not. I didn't do it often and I didn't mm-hmm. care for sex. Yeah. Like I had no sex drive. Like I never got turned on. I never thought about sex or anything like that. Mm. And it's really only like the last probably 12 months that I've actually – enjoyed it to a certain degree but yeah so my my relationships my two relationships took up like the best part of like 11 years so then coming out of that I felt really tired and especially after the second one which was quite toxic like he was uh he was a lawyer and he was a really strong personality and I was sort of starting to sort of like rise in the evolution thing and and I think that was a bit intimidating and there was it was a bit um narcissistic that relationship and I think Mm. I was a bit burnt Mm. so then I took a bit of time out after that and um yeah, I just I just really came into my own and I always had like a fling or something like that and it was always someone that I knew and we got closer and then we just, you know, would hook up or something like that but never really like gave, I think, relationships enough attention or like emotional investment mm-hmm. and, yeah, just it just never – I've just been single for the longest time now ever since. I fell in love pretty hardcore at one point but, you know – park that one but yeah that that was that always takes up some time and it's always hard to get over something that you you know put a lot of yourself into yeah Mm. so you're single now yes okay on the market for our our male gbs that are Mm. listening she's single boy (laughs) so hot as well on that note jade how does a regular dude get to know miss jade spooner do guys slide in your dms how does a guy go about approaching someone like you i get a lot of sliders and in mm-hmm. fairness, like I'm not on dating apps. Sorry. Have, have you guys done the dating app thing? Oh, so oh yes. Honey. <laughs> honey. We, we based the podcast off it, my darling. Have <laughs> <laughs> I not been tuning into that part? <laughs> We're the queen of it. So I, you're not on it? Nah. 
No, and I, I you never, would be hot. Oh my! F- you would be red hot, mate. You go off, especially where you live. The king, shit, baby. You need really to get on there. Hinge. You would go off. You'd yeah. be the glamour of Hinge. Oh, thanks, guys. Bloody hell, yeah. I'll date you both. Gosh, you'd be my hot girls. But what a, what's a tip? Can you give out our male GBs, our MGBs listening, if they really want to shot with you, they reckon they've got what it takes. I, what, what's going to turn your ear? I'm more energy. energy. Yeah. Okay. I, it doesn't matter what you do, who you are. Nothing along those lines interests me. It's really just about the energy. In saying that, though, I love a bit of drive and a bit of hunger. So, mm-hmm. you know, someone said to me, you know, like I'm unemployed. I, I probably wouldn't be so excited. But, sure. Mm-hmm. So I love a bit of I love a bit of drive and motivation. But ultimately, I couldn't give a toss about all the you know bells and whistles. It's more so just like an energy factor for me. So someone walks into the bar. Who are you looking back for? Like you know, like first. Uh, what First do they impression. look like? First impressions, they haven't opened their mouth. Energy is not an option. I'm a bit of a sucker for the fuck me eyes. You know when you eye lock with someone when yeah, you're yeah. out and you're just like, well, I've never I've never had a, a one-night stand, so I've never been like out at a bar and then been like, yeah, you, it's you and me tonight. Like I haven't done that. Fun. Sounds fun. It's very fun. And do you know that's the nastiest sex? 100% <laughs> the nastiest. You start doing weird shit, hey? <laughs> And you're like, who is this girl? Literally. Who is she? Man, I'm like spitting on things I shouldn't be spitting on. It gets nasty. At least you know you leave a lasting impression. Hey, doesn't remember <laughs> my name but knows that I was a good time. Well, I hope so. They never text me back, but I'm assuming. <laughs> but, you, yeah, we've all had a good time. Now, Jade, you're an absolute boss bitch in these streets. What type of lover are you in the sheets? So, as I said, <laughs> I used to be really just – not connected to sex at all like I just had no I had no sex drive like I could have gone years without having sex but now um now I like really enjoy it and I think I I I think I'm more right (laughs) (laughs) yeah well we were just talking about your thotty little body we were like fuck she's so hot such a fucking hot bitch but the feedback's been good (laughs) so yeah no I um I definitely am not selfish Mm -hmm. so maybe the dominance kind of continues from the business world to that space as well. But, um, Mm. yeah, I'm definitely more like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a maturity thing or even just kind of like letting go. I think I maybe had a stigma towards like sex and stuff when I was younger because I was really like straight in a relationship and like I was really like obviously groomed to just like, you know, sex with just one person for so long and like yeah. I didn't think I, I ruled out like I would never have a one night stand I would never do this never never mm. never sleep with someone if I wasn't going to get into a relationship with them I had all these rules and then mm. I think once I got a bit older and I was just like oh fuck that you know yeah. like I think that's when the conservatism started like sort of yeah yeah you relax you get to know yourself you relax a bit more mm. I don't think I really got into sex until my late 20s I agree with you but I, I find that a connection with someone, like a really, really strong mm. connection can either go one or uh, one of two ways. Like it can either make the sex like really good or it can yeah. just, you can find that it's more like a soul connection than like a sexual connection. So I mm. think it can like fuck with you a little bit as well if you really connect with someone. What do you like from your partner? Like what, what moves are you into in the bedroom? What can a guy do to really impress you? <sighs> Like, do you like it? You do like a dominant king. You like someone that's going to really Ooh. take control. Are you like me? Are you kicking them out if they don't go down on you? <laughs> no, I, that doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother mm. me. Um, I'd prefer I'd prefer to do that and take the take the reins there. 
you know what? I think there's nothing better when you do the vanilla stuff really well. Mm. Like the deep long strokes. The all the all the fancy maneuvers and whatnot, like that's all well and good with and it requires a bit of head work. So if you've had a few drinks, you're like <laughs> coordination's not on point at the moment. <laughs> you can do your vanilla like missionary and whatnot with like full conviction, like that that can have me. Don't you reckon just the way a guy touches you as well? Mm. Like if they touch you like they love you and they haven't fallen in love with you yet, I'm like game over. Oh, but that's the shit that gets Fuck. me fucked up, Jay. That's the shit that gets me digmatized. Yeah, we start acting. I'm like, all wow, sorts, this man sorts. really out here in love with me. He's <laughs> yeah. at me like he could be my husband. And then you're like, exactly. <laughs> Are you my husband? And, you know, next day blocks me on Instagram. Oh, no, that didn't happen, did it? No. Fuck that. If it did, <laughs> that would do. I would do head miles over that. You know what? It probably has actually happened. Mm. I've just, I've just uh, forgotten the trauma of it all. We I probably, bet you- we just talk so much shit about people on the podcast that we just forget about them mentally. I think do you we guys just ever worry about that? Like, do you ever think like if you meet someone out and they know you do potty, they'll be like, "Ooh, don't speak about this on the potty." Uh, <laughs> nah, I slept with two fans, and it was the most lit sex I've ever had. Oh, yeah, really? Because they, yeah, yeah. they, they knew what you had in the bag, probably. They yeah. know that they went down on me for like an hour. I was having sex in nasty places, <laughs> babe. I'll tell, I'll tell you, like, oh, I'm pretty sure all the listeners know. Like, it was just fucking lit. I would highly recommend it. Oh wait, two? You had a threesome? No, not yet. That's that's after COVID. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, no, hard. two two Have separately. You- so one time I was at um, a nightclub here in Sydney. Yeah, and a guy. Um, it was actually quite premeditated in hindsight. Mm. Like, I didn't know that he knew me. And he started chatting me up in the smoking area at fucking 4 a.m. in the gambling. (laughs) (laughs) Romance. The romance romance. for me. (laughs) And then, yeah, we went home together. He was like, oh, I actually know you, blah, blah, blah. And then the other time was... Stalker, yeah. stalker guy. Stalker guy, yeah. yeah. We get a couple stalkers. But look, we we love all you guys. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know? Yeah, so I'd recommend it. You'd have a few in your DMs that would be busting for it, Jade. I say let him in. <laughs> I reckon you need to start expanding your network, Jade. I think your king could be somewhere really untapped. Under your nose. He could be, yeah. He could be. Do you know a psychic has actually <gasps> painted the character of my king? She has oh told my- me. She's described the king. Oh, who who is he? Let's put the call out now, Jay. Apparently, I don't know him yet. So he's he's not here, but he's really successful. Something in the medical space. He wow, yeah, something like something in the medical space. Um, and um, what did she say in terms of like my character? He's like one of those like you know just lets me be me, and we support each other, and we're both like we both in our own you know worlds are like doing something um but we just love that about one another and that's like how we connect and she was saying that I've got three kids and he's so much like my two boys and then my little girl was like exactly like me she described my entire family it was just emotional timeline my darling yeah she actually said that I'm going to meet him towards the end of this year mid next year Ooh. Wow. Damn it. We'll have to have so many more single benders before you couple up. Don't leave me. <laughs> I can I can still be I can still have a, a good night with with a, with a hubby. 100%. You want someone that gives you that free reign, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jade. Now, to wrap this hilarious interview up. Where to from here, Jade? What's next for Jade Spooner? Well, I think I'm going to answer that in two parts. 
part A would be obviously in the business space. I'm very much not done yet. Everyone always says, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's fantastic what you've done with Equolution. I kind of feel like Equolution was a warm-up. I really do. Wow. I feel I feel really like that was um, – it's me getting started. And in terms of, you know, my love life, like I, I also feel like that's just like getting started. You know, I've experienced like – love now like I think my last experience was definitely like the real deal and I think just thinking of like a forever version of that makes me really excited so I I, w- I hope that like next on the cards for me next is obviously that chapter as well well what a lucky man yeah, he'll be to so snap deserving. you up D- the doctor so- or the surgeon or the something in the medical space <laughs> sounds hot regardless Jade we're gonna keep you around because after the break we're gonna uh, you're gonna help us answer a listener question and it's we chose a, a business-based one because god knows we can't fucking answer that <laughs> and then we've got jade spooner's very own confession she's going to tell us something she's never told anybody before so gb stick around but follow your gals at good bitch pod we'll be right back <laughs> Good Bitches, you're back with Good Bitch with Jules and Jodes. And we are still with the beautiful Jade Spooner. We're going to get straight into our listener question. Are you ready, Jade? I'm ready. All right. So one of our GBs, we get a, funnily enough, it's bizarre to me, we do get the odd business career question. (laughs) We love that, you guys. Me on Centrelink. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just love this for us, honestly. The GBs, they flatter us, Jade. And um, someone did write in and ask, look, obviously through COVID, they've lost their job, like a lot of us, um, been made redundant. And she's trying to sort of get back in the market. She would love some tips from you as to how she can stand out, whether that's in person, during the interview process what's something that our gbs can do that's really going to set them apart from other candidates okay so a few things on this one like i've I've just hammered a nail into a coffin in saying the resume does not count because (laughs) it actually and sorry for anyone with like a cumulative list of like degrees and whatnot i actually genuinely think education is super important and if Mm. you can communicate well and sound educated too like you know you can usually see a lot of that hard work come through in a personality but ultimately it's the energy that you bring to the interview so like try and leave the nerves outside do a shot of tequila or something I don't yeah. know <laughs> come, in, come in just feeling like you've already got it before you've, yeah. you've interviewed for it and you know like I would never um sort of judge on appearance or anything like that I, we wear active wear to work so like that's our uniform is active wear so a lot of people come to the acquisition interview you know in active wear and whatnot but I, I always love like a, a boss outfit too you know like mm. if you come in in your heels I think she's taking this seriously she's put some thought into this last night and she's like ready to get this position like even when I go down to YKTR and do my um, potties with ice like I still heels like suit of some sort when we do our business potties because I just think mm. I don't know it's just it's a statement isn't it it's like yeah. it's a bit of ownership of like your, your position and, and whatnot and I think like it says a lot about your confidence that's another thing, confidence. You know, if you don't know the answer, confidently answer as well as you can, you know. Mm. Um, always have an answer. And one thing that we always ask in our interviews if, is if there's something you could change about the company, what would it be? And I mm. love the answers to those questions. But I think go in, you know, not only offering to add something to a company but say how you can make it better as well, mm. you know. I love what you're doing but this is also what I think as well. Mm. To really bring some value. Can you share with us one of the better 
I wouldn't even know how to answer that. Can you share with us one of the better answers you've received on that? Because some people might be like, is this a trick question? No, it's it's not it's not tricky at all. Like mm. it's usually just, you know, they might see something in social media and a lot of our girls that will interview, because I, I say girls because like a lot of our positions um, have just been taken up by female. We've only just started to hire a lot of males and that's like kind of in the engineering space. It's not necessarily, mm. you know, nutritionists and whatnot. So our brand does attract a lot of females. So when they come in and they share, you know, they've seen something on social media or, or they've seen the brand positioning and they think, you know, this is what I changed. That's really valuable to us. Cause like they're our girl, like that's who mm. we, you know, that's who we're servicing at the end of the day. So it's usually valuable. I like the ones where a bit of thought has been put into it. It's like, you know, I was actually a client once and what I preferred to see rather than what I gave was, was, was given was this. And we're like, yeah, that's a really good point. And then some people will even say something that in the development back end, we're probably already working on anyway. And that's always good because it's like attention to detail. Um, mm. But, you know, there's no trick about it. It's more just like you always want to hire people and be surrounded in a team by by those that are doing things better than you or they can do something, you know, that you can't do. So you need to use the interview as an opportunity to show that. You know, like I, I always like the saying, like hiring someone smarter than you because I think it goes a long way. Mm. Gosh, bloody I love, love that. that. We're going to, if you're ready, we are going to move straight onto your confession. To wrap this beautiful interview up, we love you so much. You're one of our friends of the pod, as we say. But Jade Spooner, what's one thing you've never told anybody before? Now, guys, I've got to be completely honest. When I first got this question, I I want to give the GBs juice. Like I really <laughs> want to give them so much juice. But fact of the matter is I am such an open book. Like I was seeing someone at one point that, I kept on the down low for like as long as I could and that ended up like coming out. That was probably my deepest, darkest at one Daily point. Mail? Yeah. You're talking about Daily Mail? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then second to that, like I've never kept like a burning that no one else knows. So I'm going to go down – I'm starting another business. So I'll, I don't know this is not juicy. I really wanted to be like ultra like – I've been secretly sleepy with this person or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything and like such an open book. But I'm starting another business venture with Isaac. And so he's got um, YKTR, um, you know, the rules. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we're going to be starting She Knows the Rules together. Wow. Tell us a little bit about it. Tell us about it. Yeah. What- it's kind of like think about YKTR in kind of the space that it's in, in being like, you know, um, they don't only produce product in terms of like really good apparel and, and have like a bit of a signature look there. But second to that, they produce, you know, really great content and they're kind of um, movers in the space of um, sport. So mm-hmm. they, you know, they're, they're producing a lot of content, um, giving light to sport and kind of drawing, I guess, from like a lot of American models in, in that regard too. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we, we're wanting to do that in the female version and kind of just give birth to a brand that's really empowering for females. So obviously there'll be, you know, an apparel side of things, but then second to that too, we want to have, you know, different pillars where we sort of give women the tools to be like the best version of them. So we want to talk about health and we want to create content around health. We want to talk about business. There's so many people that say, you know, how do I start or what do I do or what happens if I don't want to own one and I just want to be part of something? How do I be part of something and have the same Mm. impact as if you're a founder and all that kind of stuff. Like we want to be able to equip and even the music space as well, you know, touch 
on on that and and sort of um, shed a bit of light and fun content around the art space and just really be a place for women to kind of have it all. So yeah, that's that's like the sort of vision. And I'm I'm sorry it's not something very juicy, but it's quite exciting anyway. <laughs> no, another business venture. Yeah. Go off, Jade. What time do you wake up in the mornings? I'm <laughs> um, like four thirty-five. Oh, this is why. That's, Jokes. Jokes. that's why. <laughs> That's why. I've just realised where I'm going wrong, Jules. Yes. So, Jade, we're going to wrap it up. I did want to say a huge congratulations because everyone wrote back to our question box saying that they love Equolution and it changed their lives. Like so many GBs have done it and they admire you so much. So it's a huge testament to the person you are. Thank you. That's beautiful. Thanks, GBs. We love you so much. I might post one on my story actually so you can see the feedback from the, the GBs. But we just adore you. As Jill said, friend of the potty, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, girls. I love Look, you both too. Love what you're doing. As soon as we get out of COVID, we might have to get up some more up to some more mischief again, oh, Jay. Bottomless, you know please. I'm more, you know I'm always down. I'll be here with my bottle of champers. <laughs> last time. <laughs> All right, GBs. Well, if you absolutely adore Jade like we do. Jade, where can our GBs find you? Can you give a little throw out to your social links? My little um, gram handle is Jade Spooner. Mm -hmm. And guys, I don't know if there was a glitch in the system, but I just got a blue tick. (laughs) She's an official Oh, she's too big for us now. Oh, well, I'm glad glad we got you on the show now, babe. Jesus. I I was like, surely bloody not. Like, (laughs) you'll find me on the gram. Um, Jade Spooner. And I'm getting better at posting as well. I didn't used to post all that much, but I'm trying to up my content game now. So, yeah. oh, and then my email and stuff is there too. If you want any advice or whatnot, just just slide on in. There you go, girls and boys. Get in there. Stay connected with Jade. And we'll chuck her details in the show notes. And Jade, we'll talk to you soon. GBs, rate us five star on Apple. Bloody subscribe. Share this episode with someone who needs a bit of empowerment during this time, I say. Yes, a bit of empowerment, a bit of vision. Bloody hell, we'll see you next Tuesday. Love you, bitches. Listener.